Hello everyone, and welcome to this special episode of the European People's Podcast, uh, the first of a series of initiatives that we are dedicating to this year's International Women's Day. Uh, and we couldn't imagine a better start to celebrate this day as we have the pleasure to have with us the President of the European Parliament, Roberta Metzel. Dear President, welcome. Thank you very much for taking the time to be with us today, despite a, a very busy agenda. Thank you very much uh, for the invitation. Very much looking forward to our conversation. We are also looking forward. So uh, the theme of this year's International Women's Day, as you know, is break the bias. Uh, and you surely did break several biases when you became president of the European Parliament, because you are the youngest president ever elected. You are the first Maltese one. And you're only the third woman to ever hold this position, 20 years after Nicole Fontaine. So my first question would be, uh, what needs to happen to ensure we don't have to wait another 20 years to have a woman in this role again? Well, there is no way I, I can mince my words on this. We need to continue working every day uh, to tear down gender-based barriers in every sphere of our society. So it is important to have internationally recognized days like today to celebrate all the women that have broken glass ceilings. But on the other hand, we, that, this does not mean that we should only work uh, for gender equality one day per year. There is still a lot of work that needs to be done. The lack of women in the European Parliament presidency is just one example of the lack of female representation in many areas, which includes politics. And indeed, the lack of female representation is also shocking when it comes to decision-making positions. We must be committed to changing this. What was once the exception must become the norm. And this is not only at the European level, because we uh, Europeans must continue to advance women's rights all around the world. This is what we are doing, for example, when we hosted the Afghan Women Days a few weeks ago in the European Parliament, but also, for example, in our conversations with female members of the Ukrainian Parliament uh, at the moment when we see that they are under unbelievable pressure and attack. Finally, the right to education and employment, freedom from gender-based violence, the protection of fundamental rights of women, access to healthcare and participation in decision-making process must be guaranteed in Europe and everywhere. On this, we must be absolutely clear. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, at the same time, let's see the, 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 the positive side, because uh, we never had so many women in position of power in, uh, in, within the EU, because uh, out, out of the four top EU jobs, three are now held by women. There's you as president of the European Parliament, Ursula von der Leyen, president of the European Commission, and Christine Lagarde is president of the European Central Bank, by the way, all the three members of the EPP. And you recently posted a picture of the three of you uh, with the caption, for every girl in Europe, hashtag believe. Uh, and uh, of course, surely it's an inspiration for European women, European girls to see three such powerful role models. But uh, who were your role models growing up and who inspired you to become who you are? Well, my role models uh, were always uh, the women in my family, uh, my mother uh, and my two uh, grandmothers, but of course also my sisters who, who uh, very much uh, work uh, in a society, particularly in their field, for example, in science 
and technology uh, in making sure that they continue to break their own barriers uh, in a family that always uh, pushed uh, education as being at the pillar and a priority uh, uh, for us. However, today, uh, I would like to pay tribute uh, to the brave women of Ukraine, uh, women who have been forced uh, to flee their homes with nothing but the clothes on their back, women who have been forced to take shelter underground, uh, deliver babies in metro stations, who fight on the front, women who have been forced to console their petrified children amongst the heavy shelling, women who have chosen to take up arms to protect their homeland from the aggressors, women who are living through our worst nightmares, but at the same time with the utmost courage and bravery and in defense of freedom, refusing to give in. Let's just remind our audience that we are recording this podcast on the 28th of February and let's hope that by the time it will be released, uh, they will be safe again, these brave women. Um, um, on another uh, topic, uh, um, biases can sometimes be positive. Um, uh, one of the arguments to say that we should have more women in politics is that According to some people, women do politics in a different, maybe even better way. Do you agree with this statement? Well, first of all, I would say that I don't think this is a matter of comparisons between men uh, and women. Uh, I think that people do things differently because everyone uh, is different. What is important is that everyone should have the same opportunities and be treated fairly. We know for a fact that women face additional obstacles, which makes it harder for them to reach the same goals. This is why we need to work on concrete measures to reduce this gap. And I want to be clear, this is not about men versus women. This is about women and men together, because when we both move forward, the world moves forward. Thank you very much. Yes, so we should not uh, uh, put one gender against the other. The important thing is to reflect the variety of, uh, the, of uh, humans. Um, uh, let's speak about uh, uh, the pandemic, uh, because we know that women were disproportionately affected by the COVID-19 crisis uh, in terms of employment and, and income. And this not just because they were overrepresented in some of the most affected sectors, but also because when schools were closed and someone had to stay at home with the kids, the task usually fell on, on women. Um, so what is the European Parliament doing to allow women to better balance uh, professional and private life? And uh, is that, do you think this is enough or we should also work more to try to break the bias of women as the sole or main caregivers? On this, uh, the European Parliament has shown uh, on many occasions that it is at the forefront of the fight for gender equality. Uh, we as an institution are backing the EU strategy for gender equality, which includes a large range of measures uh, in, in this regard. And in particular, we have emphasized the need, for example, to significantly boost investment in the healthcare, education and transport services with a view to contributing to the independence, equality and emancipation of women. Uh, we have also called on the member states to ensure equal participation and opportunities in the labour market for men and women. And this must be a joint commitment and effort between the European institutions and all uh, member states. And you mentioned, of course, the disproportionate 
uh, impact that COVID had, particularly on women. And within this context of the post-pandemic recovery, I also want to point to the Recovery and Resilience Facility, which is the EU's biggest financial instrument supporting recovery in member states, because this is an opportunity, an unprecedented opportunity to channel the extraordinary resources to the measures uh, that take into account those principles of uh, gender equality. This was and is crucial to the European Parliament, and this also shows that we put into practice our long-standing commitments regarding the need to mainstream gender across different policies and apply gender budgeting principles to EU spending. Thank you very much. Um, just to conclude, do you have a message uh, for the, all the women and girls that are uh, following us? Well, I would say keep following uh, this conversation, uh, hold us as political representatives accountable and make sure that your values and principles that you believe in, you always hold up, speak up and act. Uh, and uh, as you said, not just one day per year, but uh, 365 days per year. Absolutely. So thank you very much, President, for taking the time to answer our question. It was, uh, it was a real pleasure speaking um, with you. Um, and I, I, I know that you, you have, uh, you are very busy. As we said, we are at the beginning of, uh, of uh, this war. So uh, you are very. Uh, I, I don't want to retain you too, too much longer. Thank you very much. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in to this special episode of the European People's Podcast. And we will return tomorrow with another podcast with European Commissioner uh, Maria Gabriel. We will focus more on the presence of women in uh, STEM discipline. And we will also have a short interview with Doris Pak, who is the president of our association EPP Women. And meanwhile, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so as not to miss out and catch up any episodes you might have missed. Thank you very much and goodbye.